We all agree it's important to give back, right? I mean, that's one of those truisms that feels obvious, even easy to say, and yet somehow harder to do, especially in today's world. After all, there are so many crises happening simultaneously. Spiraling climate change, global inequities, child hunger, educational inaccessibility. The list goes on. How can one person's actions make a difference in this world? How does one drop move an ocean? Or to put it another way, how do you even get started when you want to make a difference? I'm Jeff Stormer, and this is Sustainability at Work, a brand new podcast focused on answering exactly that question by spotlighting the invaluable work sustainability organizations are doing to make meaningful differences in the world, one cause at a time. We're talking not just with the heads of charitable organizations, but also with employees on the ground, donating their time to these causes to show how giving and making a difference can be part of your everyday life. Now, when we're talking about making charitable giving part of our day-to-day lives, there's no better place to start than, well, at work. The reality is we're all looking for opportunities to do more to give back, and maybe nowhere more passionately than at the office. According to a study by Deloitte, 49% of people aged 18 to 25 and 44% of people aged 26 to 38 choose their preferred work or employers based on personal ethics. And according to a Switch survey, nearly half of all respondents and three quarters of millennial workers would happily take a pay cut to work at an environmentally responsible company. So really, when you look at the facts, businesses really can't afford not to commit to corporate social responsibility and sustainability efforts. And honestly, if they do so in the right way, it can have a humongous impact. After all, individual contributions are great. They're a cornerstone of charitable giving. They're a way that people can make a difference. But it's when we come together and we act in unison that amazing, earth-changing things can happen. So what better place to kickstart that than, well, where we're all working together anyway. But the reality is, it can't be a half-assed effort. Companies and team leaders looking to kickstart their corporate social responsibility efforts can't just write a six-figure check once a year and then not think about it again for 11 months. To really engage employees, to have sustainability efforts mean something to them, it has to be something greater. It's got to be something that is truly invested in by all levels of an organization. I think it's so much part of the ingrained focus of having a company, being a CEO and wanting to say, we are bigger than what our initial kind of offerings are and make it just part of our fabric of who we are. It's no longer something that you do later. It is part of your initial mission. It is part of why you see yourself being a good leader is because of what you're doing to give back, right? It's not like when we hit this financial goal, then we'll start doing that. It starts from day one. That's Farrell McAuliffe, employee engagement specialist at Gerent, a summit level Salesforce consulting and implementation partner and solutions provider. Having come from different backgrounds in corporate life, you know, sometimes it was a bunch of people trying to get a food drive organized or trying to get people together or trying to gain buy-in without being biased to one cause or another. Where here it was very open to establishing these pillars that not only align with sustainability in the way that people think about, you know, the earth and nature and recycling, it's aligning with the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. 
And it's not, yes, the planet's important, the environment's important, but sustainability for us as people. And that is April Bolwage, Jaren's Senior Director of Education and Training. Together, April and Farrell were tasked by Jaren CEO and founder Gopi Ramanini to formally launch Jaren's nonprofit sustainability and charitable giving program. Their work in establishing what would become known as Jaren Gives, the nonprofit arm of Jaren, is a prime example of how businesses can, and really must, motivate employees to give back not just monetarily, but through meaningful actions taken as a team. And April and Farrell both agree, without complete buy-in from senior leadership and a top-down focus on making giving a core part of culture, the entire program may have stalled out before it even started. When I came on, this was Gopi's first thing. It was like, hey, what are we going to do to give back? Great that we have what your day-to-day is going to be and how is it going to be enhanced by giving back? Jared Gives was inspired by our CEO and founder, Gopi Ramanini, his wife Deepika, who is on our committee as well, and also Dev, who's our chief people officer, and Charlene, who is in marketing. We have Will, who's our CIO. So we have a very well-rounded team that was joined together by Gopi with the intention of A, being able to identify causes that were important to Jarrett in the sense of creating these pillars where we tend to focus our efforts, but then also being sure that we're aligning with pledging 1% of our time and our profits to support these particular charities and these particular causes. As April mentioned, the Jarrett Gives team, which included representation from all arms of the organization, worked together to define the seven major pillars that Jarrett Gives would focus on, which aligned with the UN's major sustainability goals. So we tend to focus in seven key areas. One in nature, of course, so conservation of resources and environmental issues, children, Benefit, let's say UNICEF is a really good cause for us that we like to support. That kind of ties also into education, where some blessings in a backpack um, for food and secure children, but also education and education for all as a mission. Then kind of coupled with the nature side, we also have wildlife. What can we do in terms of preserving wildlife? Darren has a great birthday program with the World Wildlife Foundation, and everyone gets to pick an animal to adopt for their birthday, or they can pick a, a great ocean bottle, which kind of ties back into the more traditional sense of sustainability in ocean cleanup in ways that we can reduce waste and plastics. That would be a fifth pillar for us. Another one that's really important too is wellness. And we touched a little bit upon the Movember Foundation and and speaking to people about health, but we've also had speaker series come in where it's it's, um, inspiring wellness, where we had someone come in and run a meditation for us kind of in the middle of the day. And how can you prep for meetings and be prepared and fresh for your next one when you have a five minute break in between? So ways that we can kind of not only keep our team physically healthy, but also keep them in a state that they're able to perform and they feel supported in, in their own personal wellness. And lastly, disaster relief is super important. There are things that pop up quickly and action is needed. A lot of that ties back into them, either a nature or an education or children. But we have been supporting UNICEF for, for um, disasters around the world as well. Once they outlined their pillars and identified the causes that they knew Jaren Gibbs was going to work towards, then came the tough part. April and Farrell had to figure out, well, to put it bluntly, how to get employees excited to contribute. After all, corporate investment is key, but it can't exist in a vacuum, and April and Farrell knew this. Jaren Gives needed to be attuned with what employees were passionate about and what they wanted to be working on. I think truly a lot of it is going to, with falls on Farrell's role, is with engaging with the team here at Jaren and finding out what's important to them. So not to speak for you, Farrell, but kind of a little bit. Um, Please do. Yeah, but <laughs> definitely that, right? It's What's important to people? We get to talk about causes that are important to them and find out if they're a match for Jaren. But just identifying the causes employees cared about was really only half the battle. 
After all, we've all got stuff we care about, but giving, signing up for work, volunteering, if it ends up feeling like work, the unfortunate truth is, a lot of employees aren't going to want to do it, so charitable giving has to be fun and engaging and it has to give you something back. A perfect example. Recently, as part of the company's work with Blessings in a Backpack, the marketing team organized a virtual lunch to get together and draw greeting cards to share with Blessings in a Backpack that they could place them in with lunches to share with kids to brighten their day. This was a great opportunity for team building, for giving back, and as April puts it, it's something that sparked a little bit of a rivalry with some other teams, which spurred even more charitable action in turn. A really key part of this is how do we do this differently or do something creative and fun? This is a brand new initiative of Jaren Gives. It's been, what, a year and a half now, Farrell, maybe? Right. Um, where we've really been pushing it. And we've done everything, as Farrell mentioned, to collections. We've been doing the note cards, drawing them, coloring them for the blessing that backpacks put attached with the meals. And that's something that, I don't know, when I saw the marketing team doing, I'm like, okay, we have to step it up. We need to get stickers. We need to get glitter. Marketing is <laughs> going to go hard. There's an instant sense of how can we build some of the teams together and get everybody to join, not against marketing, <laughs> but yeah, just, yeah. you know, make sure I call that out. Um, right. But just to make sure that we're doing something that's fun and getting people in, getting people involved. You know, we supported the Movember Foundation for the first time last year as part of Men's Health. And we kicked it off with a happy hour before the NFL season started. We ran a football pool that the proceeds went to charity and Jarrett did a match on top of it. We did alongside that with the Movember Foundation in the month of November, we did a walking challenge. How many steps can people walk? How many miles can they walk? And that became something that people could then share on Facebook and then get out in different ways. So the fact that Jaren's been open to trying new things that might be a little bit outside of the box and not sure if they were going to supply or fall, I think that's been a really good thing too, is not only listening to people, but allowing people to try things that are different and maybe a little kooky when you first think about it, but then when they come out, they're really fun and there's a sense of competition and camaraderie at the same time as part of that mm -hmm. process. Yeah, no, that's been a lot of fun. Like the football pool that attracts a lot of a good not rivalry, but, you know, just a little bit of competition. Like my team's gonna blank, blank, you know, what have you. It's been a lot of fun. But the Jaren Gives team didn't just focus on how to motivate employees to act. They also set their sights on prospects and clients and partners, motivating them to get excited about sustainable actions and about giving back by making them feel like they were already part of the company's CSR plan by taking charitable actions on their behalf. Instead of creating something else that people aren't really going to gravitate towards, we're going to donate a tree in your name, right? So when we go to conferences and or we have the opportunity to, to say, you might not want this swag that we have, but we're going to be sustainably focused and say, we will plant a tree in your name, right? And so when we celebrate our, you know, Jaren's anniversaries, we plant trees in, in our team's names. And so that in and of itself, we planted thousands of trees. And then April also got connected with another um, one of our partners, Ocean Bottle. And one bottle that we've since branded with our Jarrett logo and we can share with clients and whatnot, that collects over a thousand water bottles. The more people that have come into our Jarrett family, they have phenomenal, phenomenal ideas about things that they've done at their companies or things that they want to see. And then we can also encourage our clients to do things like Thanks for playing in the sandbox with us. Here's a uh, a water bottle to thank you. And by the way, Ocean Bottle, we can introduce you to our colleagues there and and spread messages of, you know, we're also planting trees instead of doing some swag. So 
things that just people don't necessarily notice, um, but pick up on as as we continue to go along is, is pretty awesome. And as April and Farrell recognized, part of making sustainability work appealing to employees is identifying opportunities for those employees to use their passions, their skills, their expertise to support causes that they care about in maybe ways they've never thought about before. I think what's been great too is that Darren is really creative on the ways, and I, we touched upon this a little bit, but creative on the ways that we can give back, right? So there are pro bono opportunities. If we come across a nonprofit client who's looking for a little salesman administrative support, or just looking for a way to see what their Salesforce org looks like and how they might be able to fix it and throw a couple hours their way. Gopi's fully supportive of doing that. Farrell stole blessings in a backpack. I'll talk about Judy <laughs> Nelson. The Judy I Nelson know. Yeah, Judy yeah. Nelson Foundation is a great, is another great cause we support in the education space. And part of that is helping single mothers not only gain funding, but apply for college studies. So for me, I'm like, can I volunteer and complete their application for them? I love admissions. I can get my admissions nerd on in the background. So it's a way that we can help people in ways that you don't think might be considered volunteering and it's something you're passionate about or like doing in the nerdiest way possible that's going to give back to an, a, another person, another human. But perhaps the most satisfying thing to April and Farrell in the entire time they've been running Jaren Gives is seeing how their work doesn't stop with employees but really becomes part of their everyday life and their family lives and their social lives. Employees are empowered to make smaller gestures that brighten the lives of people around them and in time, even their families and loved ones start to take part, contribute, and make differences themselves. Jaren has made it a priority to not only involve employees, but to also get families involved. I mean, I think of, like, we've, we brought my son into different things. A lot of the communications that Farrell prepares and sends out to the team talk about speaking to your children about food insecurity and hunger, speaking to your children about the environment. How can you as a family get out and do things and make a difference? Because sure, it's great that Jaren has this program, but then how do I get my family involved when I only have so much time devote to some of charitable efforts. And it was not only does Jaren encourage us to take the time on Jaren's dime, basically, but also giving us opportunity and ways to bring our families in. So that sure, we'll do this around the dinner table because that's the 30 minutes I have to do this right now. And I think that's been really heartwarming to see that this is a bigger collective community family effort and not just, you know, a company trying to tick off hours and get things accomplished. It's really trying to spread the spread the message and get it past our families and into our own local communities with it being so spread out remotely. And I, another area, too, that I'm thinking about is, you know, as a parent, you think a lot of times, well, helping out your kid's school doesn't really count, right? Because you're helping your kid's school. But a lot of schools do community efforts where they're doing food collection. There, I didn't know there was a sustainability committee in my school district that I just signed up for. I didn't know that was even a thing until I thought about what was going on with Jarrett and started looking more into what our district was doing. So there are things that you can do that make you a part of your child's life or you're more involved with people, other members of your family that can then be translated back into some volunteer time here at Jarrett that are just, or that are bigger than I'm helping out at school. I'm helping out at the food pantry at school, but I'm also helping out with a clothes, coal donation. And I'm helping out on these ways that are going to have effect on the greater community outside of just that classroom or that school. It's a way to actually be involved with your family and to give back that way too. We kind of have our little spokes buddy with April son Jackson because he's so incredible and he really can rally his pals and, and whatnot. But uh, little things like he made a, a beautiful flag for, you know, in support of Ukraine and you guys put it in your window. Right. And if it's something that someone connects to, whether it's visually you're walking past and it's a little message of positivity or a smile to somebody or little things, you start feeling better. It changes your body chemistry. And then you uptick it a little bit to say, you know what? Oh, I don't need these things or I can donate these things or what in my life is kind of weighing me down. 
April and Farrell's efforts to bring in family members and communities really gets at the heart of something truly vital about charitable giving and corporate social responsibility plans, which is it doesn't have to be some larger than life world moving effort. It can be a series of smaller gestures, some that take really little effort at all, but that can carry a tremendous weight nonetheless. And it all goes back to giving back and lightening your own load and, and helping somebody else. And so it becomes second nature, like we were saying, but it's so much more than that. It's how you interact with out people outside, like our clients, right? Like, oh, hey, we just had a happy hour and we actually did, you know, little cards to put in our uh, blessings in a backpack lunches. Have you guys ever tried that or doing a little happy hour? That's a different shift in focus. Something small, but like really sends a message of you can do this. You have five minutes. You can do this, right? Um, and then also we do get outside if you're on a call and you don't need to be face-to-face -face and you can go pick up garbage. You can go to the beach. You can do things like that, right? I mean, there's all these different ways to get fresh air and be outside and get some vitamin D and sunshine and be in nature and then also leave it a little better than you found it, right? So uh, I think these are simple things that people want to do and they need to be encouraged and reminded. And so we have Zero Waste Wednesdays that April has been awesome about and letting people know like cool things to do that make a big difference. I mean, at a young age, we learn to turn off the water when you're brushing your teeth, right? Like little things. I think that, you know, it's been tough the last couple of years for everyone. And you just change your own body chemistry when you start looking at the things in a bigger way and giving back, right? Um, it does make such a difference in someone's day. To Farrell's point, that's not just a nice sentiment. There's literally neurological research that indicates that generous behavior, giving of time and energy, contributes to feelings of happiness and satisfaction. In a very real, very physical way, giving back makes you feel good. And by kickstarting sustainability efforts, businesses are literally creating an environment where their employees are happier and making their workplaces a better, healthier environment. Which brings us back around from the why to the how. When asked about how teams could kickstart these efforts within their own organizations, both April and Farrell felt very strongly that it requires top-down investment from all levels of leadership, as well as active communication with employees before they've even started with the company. And I think just having the conversations and or part of who you're gonna draw into your team is what are you passionate about? How do you give back in your life? And what are things that it, you might not do now, but you'd like to see or do or causes that are important to you? But the world is changing and it as is as important about what we do, you know, for our clients and whatnot, but it's what we're doing for our communities and our people and overall the world. Like leave it in a better in a better place. That's just hands down, often more important, and how you draw in such a wonderful quality talent uh, individual is asking that from day one. That's such an important point too, Farrell, because when you think about it, this is an investment of people's time, right? This is time that they could be working on projects, this is time they could be doing other things, and everybody's super busy in every area, but especially when we have, you know, delivery phase, project deadline-driven work that's happening. And I think when you look at leadership, they need to understand that this is an investment of their time too, but what it's going to get you in return is that culture, is that team of people who believe in something bigger, who want to leave it a better place, as Farrell mentioned. I think that's what's important too. And you align yourself with your own mission. And most companies have a great value statement. They have some sort of a mission that they like to achieve. And I think if they can, if they can align themselves with a program like Jarrett Gives, 
to find out what's important to them and how they can weave that in. And as long as they realize, yes, it's going to take a little time to get it off the uh, get off the ground. Buy-in takes time for anything. If we mm-hmm. learn anything about change management, <laughs> we know that in this role, right? But I think yeah. that's something that if, if you realize that this is going to be time well spent because they're going to attract a certain type of talent, that is, if they see you investing your time, that they will invest their time as well. That's the mission that we're getting from Gopi. That's what's coming straight down from us. And I think that's what's made us so passionate about it too. Man, if this guy is busy as he is, and he's taking the time out, to have us work on this, then this must be important to him. And I know this is something that we can align on and and rally the troops and make it happen. And that's what it's all about at the end of the day, right? It's about building a company culture that isn't just focused on profit, isn't just focused on growth, isn't just focused on success, but on making the world a better place, on bringing together employees and their families and their friends and their loved ones to make a meaningful difference and make people's lives better. That is sustainability at work. This has been Sustainability at Work. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you to April and Farrell for their incredible insights throughout the episode. Sustainability at Work is, as always, produced by Jarrett in collaboration with Salesforce. I am Jeff Stormer, your host and producer. If you enjoyed the show, consider leaving us a five-star review on Apple or Spotify or heading to jarrett.com to receive email updates when we drop a new episode. Until next time, thank you again for listening, and we hope to see you again soon.